Get your Bibles out and go to Romans 8. I woke up this morning and changed my whole sermon, so if you have a sermon up there, Colleen, forget it. It isn't going to work. The Lord changed it on me, and he wanted me to address some issues, and I'm glad that he did because, you know, I wanted to have, I'm glad Brian called. I'm glad that he did because I've been wanting to get him in here, and um, I'm glad Alice came. She wasn't feeling good last week, but I, I want to get these guys in here so that you can see them. Amen. Get your Bibles, Romans 8. I want to talk to you for a little bit this morning before we get you out of here about being led by the Spirit of God and about this guy called the Holy Ghost. I changed this morning because anytime we have a move of God in this church, I want to hold on to the things of the Holy Ghost. It's very important, guys. Many churches today have taken a stand against the Spirit of God. Now, now God the Father, he's God, isn't he? Who, is Jesus God? Yes, he is. Is the Holy Ghost God? Yes, he is. Now, one of the reasons we don't have a bulletin is because you have no idea what he's going to do. And we've had times in this church where God would show up, the Holy Ghost would fall, and things happen. Then we've had times when he didn't fall, and people think, where is God? I want to address both issues. Because I want the ones of you that don't know anything about the Holy Ghost to understand what's happening when he begins to move. And then I want the ones of you that want to run aisles and jump pews every time we have a church to stop doing it thinking that God did not come to church. Now, I was in the revivals down in Lakeland when Rodney Howard Brown came down there and did it. And I, and, um, and, and I agreed. I mean, I enjoyed the revivals. I was there the night that we heard the angels sing. And I mean, everybody's standing there looking, and you can hear angels all over the building singing. It was powerful down there. There was churches during that time because people would get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to make a statement to you. Life is so difficult, you're not supposed to go through it sober. But I'm not talking about Budweiser. You remember the old day of Pentecost that says they were all, these are not drunk as you suppose? So what would happen is the power of God would begin to fall and people would get drunk in the spirit. And people didn't know what to do with that, but God was coming back into his church and ministering to his church. Well, there were people that went back home and tried to reproduce that service in their church in the flesh, and those churches died. You cannot make up a Holy Ghost move. Now, you just did something good. I'm going to compliment you. Why do you say something back when I'm talking to you? Because you agree. Whenever a preacher's preaching, we know you're engaging because you're communicating. You need to engage in a service. You need, there's things we teach you, but the more you're engaged in the service, the more you're going to get out of that service. So that when we have a genuine move of God, now you know what I'm talking about. There's times in here that Lisa will be up on the band and the band will be going and God will fall. And we'll just sit down and let him go and somebody's going to go crazy. Oh, wow, they're going to get, they're going to they're jump and they're going to run 
And that's very odd to people. They think, well, you're emotional. Yes, we are. The minute Lisa told me she'd marry me, I got emotional. I shouted, hallelujah, glory to God. Amen, you would too. There are times when you need to get, you need to, the the Bible says you're to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. He's talking physical. Now, there are times when God will move on you and he'll start talking to you and you can't just sit there and go, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell about me one time. I'm going to tell you what happened to me. When I got born again, because I was a hippie, if you, if, when you live in the world, you live under sin, you live under guilt, and you, you live under condemnation. You're, you, you know you're a sinner, and you know you're bad, right? Getting saved by grace is such a powerful revelation that you really go through life thinking God really is still a little bit mad at me. Have y'all ever had a little bit of guilt like, hey, you know, he loves me, but he don't like me very much. Well, I was at Ramah and Bobby Andy and started preaching on grace. We're saved by grace through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Jesus took all of your sin, all of your condemnation, and all of the hell that was to come on you. He didn't take 99.9. He took it all on himself. And that means that when you and I stand before God, he is never going to bring up your sin again. Well, I'm at Ramah, and I'm listening to the grace of God, and the next Sunday morning, I'm sitting in church, second row back, second seat over, and the revelation of grace hit me. I am sitting there going, oh my God, I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to hell. Ask me, was I getting happy? I was getting, I was sitting there thinking about, I'm not going to hell. And I just got happier and happier. And I finally said, God, I feel like dancing. Folks, this ain't no country music store. And God said to me, we'll dance. And I slipped out of my chair and I got in the aisle and I just cut a rug. Now, I, listen, I didn't do that to draw attention to myself. I didn't do that because I was trying to act spiritual. I was literally inside me so full of joy that I am now washed in the blood, forgiven by grace, on my way to heaven, and it hit me so much there was no way to sit still. And I got out and cut a rug. Now, sometimes y'all are running and I'm sitting. Don't condemn me. I don't, I don't run every time you run. I don't jump every time you jump. But there are times when we're in here in service, and I've had this happen many times. During the worship service, Lisa is singing a song, and I go back in my mind. I will tell you one that does it is the song Amazing Grace. Now, when I got saved, my pastor was a baritone, big six-foot-four, white-haired guy that sang baritone, and he would sing Amazing Grace to the tune of Danny Boy. Amazing grace. Man, I would weep and cry and shout. 
Because that's still my favorite song, Amazing Grace. Because when you come out of the world and you know you're going to hell. One of the reasons I helped the city, I got kicked out of a city, Brian. Lawrenceville police told me if I ever came through again, I would never exit. I ran around with the outlaw gang, and we raised hell. So I think God is putting me back in the city to undo all the hell I raised in the last one. <laughs> you keep, I'm, I got some work to do. But, but, the, but there's times when I'm just sitting here on the front row, and I'm the, I'm the pastor, and I'm supposed to be getting ready for y'all. And I'm singing, and I'm not here. I'm gone. And Lisa's up there going, honey, honey. And I'm over here worshiping God, and she's going, honey, what? You're the pastor. I know. Oh, I got work to do. Yeah, I got. I mean, man, I mean, I, there's just times you just get in it. I want to show you the scripture. Look, look at this scripture in your Bible. I'm trying, I want to balance something out today. Romans 8, 26. Now, 8, 17, 8, 14. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. We're not led by our emotions. We're not to be led by a program. We're to be led by the Holy Ghost. Now, listen to me. That means that there are times, like I woke up this morning, that's the sermon I wrote, this is the one he gave me when I woke up. So you understand that he's, it's his church. He's got a right to do anything he wants to in it. So if he decides he's going to come in one Sunday morning and we're going to have a healing service, we're going to have a healing service and don't sit there and wait on me to preach. I might not preach. And don't walk out of here and go, well, and all we did was pray for people today. When's the last time you went to the hospital and got the bill? I'm going to tell you something about doctors I don't like. I went in the hospital and one came in and put a stethoscope on me and said, yep, you got a problem. I saw four doctors that morning. They all stuck a stethoscope on me took my temperature and left. I got a bill from all four of them for $1,000 to stick a stethoscope because one was a primary and one was a heart. And, one, and I'm going, this is a racket. And you call them up and go, what did you do? Okay, never mind. If it wasn't for doctors, most of us would be dead, including me. But there's like politicians, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. So when we have a service and the Holy Ghost falls and wants to get people to get healed, do you understand what he's doing? He is healing. He's saving you thousands of dollars. Amen. And many of you, what was it, Crystal? When did you get healed last was it Sony McQuincy was here? No, it was before. Before that, what was wrong with you? Knee. Your knee hurt. How long? Oh, for several years. How are you happy about that? I'm thrilled about you know, she she's just real thrilled about that. I mean, we could go around the room right now. There's people all over this room. Yeah. 
been healed by the power of God? Well, you know what? I wished I could push a button and pull a lever and make it happen, but I can't. I'm not in control of that. I have a saying, there is a God and I'm not him. I don't get to determine what happens in a service and what doesn't happen in a service. If he says preach, we preach. If he says teach, we teach. If he says lay hands on the sick, that's what we do. And then we go home. But you know, he's got a reason for every service. So I'm saying that because of this. Also, now let's go back a little bit for the ones of you that are a little bit more Holy Ghost than the rest of the people. You want it every week. You can't make it happen. All right, I do not go home and practice the huzz. Now you're looking at me, what's a huh? Which when you're preaching, huh, and you go, huh, okay. Y'all, y'all been in church, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I'm gonna tell y'all something. There are times when the Holy Ghost gets on me and I'm talking faster than I can breathe and you've been in those services and it's coming out of me like a machine gun and I have no idea what I'm about to say next. And you're going, yeah, hallelujah. And then you want me to reproduce that. You can't reproduce that. That's a God service. That's a God time. All we can do is come in here and do our best and show up and say, help us, Jesus, and turn him loose and let him go. Now, one of the reasons I said this is I, we've had people walk in on y'all. And you know, it, you, if, if you don't go to this church, y'all are scary. You are. There are people that you want to put armed guard around them while they're here because they, they're hoping they make it out alive. Where's Betty Lowe's? Betty Lowe's in the back. I remember the first night Betty Lowe's went to a prayer meeting in this church. Betty was it a little different. Yeah. And I warned her. See, Shirley has prayer meetings and she has to really watch who she lets in. Come on, I'm fixing to get real good on y'all. When you're, when you're praying in the Spirit and led by the Holy Ghost, you know you're going to do things and you're going to say things that the average person has never heard. I'm going to ask you all a question, and I'm asking it to women, not you. How many of you women had babies and you were dignified? Che, you, you lying thing. You didn't know. I was there. By the way, that's my daughter, so. <laughs> Brian didn't know I had so many kids. He's just like, how many kids you got? A lot. I was a hippie. Um, <laughs> my other daughter will be here next week. Now, don't you think about something. The Bible talks about, go, look at Romans 8, 26. I want to read something to you. I have no notes, so we're just going to follow God today. Amen. Is that all right with you all? Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. The, the King James says infirmities. That's really not a bit the best translation. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Literally, the Greek says, in your articulate speech. Why would the Bible talk about groaning? Remember Jesus at the tomb when, when he was raising Lazarus from the dead? It says he groaned within himself. What's he doing? He's producing power. Now, to non 
charismatic, non-Pentecostal people, you are scary yeah. when you pray. Did you know that? Yeah. I was at Lisa's mother's house and my sister Nancy had died. And um, this, she's going to be here also. She just wrote a book. She died and left her body and went to hell, went down into the region of hell. Well, the Holy Ghost came on me and said, pray and pray now. I said, for what? He said, just pray and pray now. And I began to pray in the spirit. And when I did, I began to intercede. Now, listen to me. If you're not pregnant and you're not having a baby, you cannot make it up. You can't. You, if, you're, if you're not pregnant, do not sit at home and groan. There has to be a real baby coming out. You cannot make up groanings. Well, I've seen people try to do that too. But yet that night, the Holy Ghost came on me and says, pray and pray now. And I begin to intercede for Nancy and I begin to cry, I'm lost, I'm lost. I began to feel what Nancy could feel. I could feel whoever I was praying for was on their way to hell. And I began to intercede. Snot running out of my nose, tears running off my face. And I'm sitting there praying in tongues. And I mean, it is, I mean, it's intense. And Lisa and David and Dan and the rest of them got up and went out and got ice cream. And I'm sitting there by myself in the living room just groaning in the spirit. Holy Ghost kept saying, please don't quit, please don't quit. Well, Nancy had gone and left her body and died and go down into hell. And a hand came down, Spirit of God came down and pulled her back up out of her body. And when that happened in about, I think about 30 minutes, it's probably only 10, I just began to laugh in the spirit. And I knew I was done praying for whatever I was praying for. And I said, God, who am I praying for? He says, your sister called Nancy. I called Mark and I said, where's Nancy? He says, she left me. She's in Boston with her old boyfriend. Mark was doing drugs and the family was screwed up. I got a hold of Nancy and got an airplane ticket down here. And when she walked in my house, she was a total zombie. I mean, have y'all ever seen someone that's a zombie? She could look you in the eye and not blink for an hour. And she never turned her switches. And I had to pray a prayer and say, Nancy, pray with me. Got her born again. And when I did, that zombie look broke right off her face. And she looked around and she says, I can't go home. I can't go home. Don't send me home. I can't go back there. And I said, well, now you're born again now. We're going to get you filled with the Spirit. Now, I was at my mother's house at that time, and I said, Mom, I got to get her out of here. And I took her to, Lisa and I took her home and got her filled with the Holy Ghost. It took a little while to get her to receive um, because when people get in this, I'm unworthy. I'm not worthy. Well, it's a gift. God, Nancy, filled with the Holy Ghost. She laid in my living room. How long did she laugh? She laughed all day while we were at work. All day. <laughs> laid in the living room laughing all day. Drunk, came out, great. Now, I said all that to you because I don't walk around every time I pray and groan. I'm not out making up a move of God. And you can't either. When it's flesh, everybody knows it's flesh. If you decide you're going to jump and run and God ain't moving, everybody's going to know you just running. Come on, y'all. And that's what gives churches like ours a bad name because we're up here trying to produce something God's not doing. If he's not doing it, sit down and behave yourself. 
Thank you for y'all's enthusiasm. Y'all are exciting to preach to today. Don't get intimidated by Brian. We're, we're going to get him. He's coming along. Everybody's coming along. It's good. Are y'all getting this? Are y'all understanding this? So, so the Holy Ghost is a person. He's a person. He's God. He, he's not a thing. You can't say, I want the Father and I want the Son, but I don't want that Holy Ghost guy. Jesus sent him in the earth, and he's God, and, and this is Jesus' church. He can do what he wants to in it. And you can't, you can't come up and go, we don't want that. Who are you telling that to? Come on, y'all. Now, at the same time, at Rodney's, after those people at Rodney's, they went down and decided they're going to get drunk in the Holy Ghost every Sunday. Those churches don't exist now. You cannot have a church where people get drunk every Sunday. There's something wrong with you. There are times Jesus went preaching, teaching, and healing. Did you know that what I'm doing right now is anointed by the Holy Ghost? We're having a move of God and nobody's jumping and screaming. Come on, y'all. Because it's still God. It's anointed. God said, today, this is what I want you to do. Teach them. Jesus preached. And then he sat on the hillside and taught. And then there was times he went through and healed the sick and healed the multitudes. You know what? And the people who got bread, they just wanted to follow him around and eat all the time. All right, now let me help you all with something. Why does God move like that? He does it to get our attention. But that's not his primary way of talking to you. All right, now listen to me very carefully. I've, when I, right after I got born again, I'm driving down the road in my 65 Chevrolet pickup truck and headed to work. Now, I got saved at an earnest angelly meeting where I got healed by the power of God. Power of God came on me and hit me like, a, like molasses and, he, and all the dope devils left me and I got healed by the power of God. So that was, I had, a, I had a Damascus Road experience with God. It was, I mean, I felt it. But right after that, when I woke up the next morning, I'm thinking about God. I'm thinking about God when I wake up. I'm thinking about God when I go to bed. I've had him on my mind since November the 16th, 1975. He's been on my mind every second of every day since the day I got saved. But that day I'm driving down the road and I said, God, what happened to me? Now, see, I went to church one Sunday a month. Now, God wouldn't let me go to church in Athens because the churches were screwed up. A church can screw you up. If you don't know that, you ain't been to many. So he said, I don't want you going to church. So I got, he got me a job working on three Sundays a month. And the one Sunday I got to go to Landmark Christian Center, 53 miles, one way to go to church. And so I'm driving down the road and I said, God, I have some questions. I can't wait till I get to church and ask the pastor. And he said to me audibly, ask me. It thundered. It scared the heebie-jeebies out of me. I'm driving down the road and someone in an audible voice just talked to me. I got out of my truck. I looked under the truck. I looked in the bed. I raised the hood. I'm thinking someone is playing a very cruel joke on me. 
And once I decided there's nobody in this truck, I said, who said that? And God said, me. I said, oh. Now, he doesn't do that much. Here's why he does it. Sometimes you and I are too thick. But, the, but after I got back in the truck, I said, what happened to me? And he talked to me inside me. All right. I'm going somewhere and I'm trying to get y'all. We're, we're in the middle of a move of God and we're not going to lose this one. We're not going to lose it to you not cooperating and we're not going to lose it because of flesh. So real quick, real quick, go to 1 Kings chapter 19. I'm going to show you something. And I'm going to answer a question. How many of you want to know why Mary Fran didn't come up and say anything to you? Come on, be honest. Raise your hand. You can raise your hand. Many of you have had Mary Fran walk up to you and said something to you. Some of you have not. So she asked the Lord one day, she said, why did you do, why did you do that? He said, I've already spoken to them and they didn't listen to me the last time I spoke. I'm not going to say anything else to them until they start doing what I told them to do. Amen. So you're sitting there wanting a word. L- listen, I just read a scripture. They that are led by the prophets. No. Are you supposed to be led by prophets? No. Are you supposed to be led by your pastor? No. no. I'm not the Holy Ghost. God uses me, but I'm not God. You're supposed to have a relationship with him yourself. You're supposed to hear from God yourself. He may do things wild, but he's not in wild. Are y'all ready? Because I'm fixing to show you something in the Bible. Elijah. Elijah's a pretty good fellow, isn't he? You're going to get to meet him one day. He's going to want to know you if you read his book. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1. And Ahab, Lisa, where's my coat? Where's my jacket go? Grab my glasses out of the back of it. I can see it's not easy. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah has done also how he has executed all the prophets with the sword. And Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah and said, so let the gods do to me more also if I don't make your life as one of these by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he saw himself dead. And he takes off running. This man just had a move of God, and now he's running from a woman. Men, come on, help me out a little bit. Don't let her scare you. (laughs) I know women can be intimidating a little bit, right? I'm sure Jezebel was. Amen. So he's running for his life, and uh, I'm going to pick up right here in verse 10. He said... I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword, and I alone am left to seek, and they seek to take my life. Now, he's crying out to God why he has run for his life, and he's off hiding in the desert. And he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by with a great strong wind and tore in the mountains and broke the rock in pieces before the Lord. 
but the Lord was not in the wind. Now see, listen to me. Many times we think unless we're having a physical move of God, he's not here. He's here. You're not led. Listen, we, we want we want moves of God. When they happen, we're going to let him go. Are y'all listening to me? But we're not led by moves of God. If you didn't get healed when the healing anointing was here, you have a Bible. Come on. And it works 100% of the time. The seed always works if you will listen. Listen to me. If you will get the rocks and if you will get the weeds out of the ground, if you will till the soil, the the tomatoes will come up, the cucumbers will come up, the seed of the word of God will always work. Sometimes it's okay to stand on the side of the road and to take an offering when you're out of work, but you should not make a living doing that. There is nothing wrong with the gifts of the Spirit. There's nothing wrong with the healing anointing on men. There's nothing wrong with the prophetic anointing. But we're not supposed to be losing them to get our guidance. That's not the way God wants you to live your life. You live your life by listening to the fact that God lives on the inside of you and you should be hearing from him. All right, that day that God spoke to me audibly, he he don't talk to me audibly all the time. I'm gonna tell y'all something. There are times when I don't feel him at all. What do I do about that? I used to think I was backslidden going to hell because I didn't feel God. Did you know your spirit, man, is like water? Water has no taste. It's the minerals in the water you're tasting. Your spirit has no feelings. God, you can't feel him. Well, that'll shock you. I don't feel God. Well, he's there. Whether you feel him or not. I'm going to prove something to y'all. The next time you don't feel God, cuss. I mean, I'm serious. I don't feel you. Say, darn. (laughs) And you'll feel convicted. Oh, God, please forget. And you know he heard you. You know he heard you cuss. And you've been arguing with him for an hour then and heard a word you said. Thank you for y'all's enthusiasm. Come on, it works. I've done that. (laughs) You have to help. You know, care... If I was in your church, I wouldn't be preaching this. (laughs) I'd be preaching exactly the opposite of what I'm preaching. See, charismatics are very, we're a wild bunch. We've had people come in, we scared them out of their mind. Lisa gets to singing and worshiping God and then. I don't scare them. You don't scare them. Lisa doesn't scare them. Am I right, Catherine? Yeah, yeah, I am. 
I should go to the Methodist church and preach one day. That would be an absolute hoot. <laughs> I'm going to tell you all something you didn't know. This is act, the Word of Life is formally a Methodist church. Betty, where's Betty May? Isn't that right, Betty? It broke off from where? Say it, Betty. Lockhart Methodist Church. You did not know you were in formerly Lockhart Methodist Church this morning, did you? But we have messed with y'all very. Yeah, you felt it then, didn't you? You felt it then. You knew there was a method to that, didn't you? All right. All right, let's go on because Brian's wanting me to read the rest of this scripture and I'm not done. He's, he's hung up on it. The wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks and the pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after that, the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Let me ask you all a question. When's the last time you've been praying and something from the inside of you rose up and gave you like a scripture and you went, oh, think about that. Who do you think is doing that? It's the Lord. That is as supernatural and powerful as, a, as, a, as a, the wind of God blowing through a building. He said, I'm not in the wind. I'm not in the fire. He's doing things outwardly to get your attention because he wants a relationship with you that's very private. He's doing those things so that you will draw near and develop a relationship with him. But that just because we had a wild move doesn't mean when you got home, God was not there. You are, you are a supernatural man and woman. The Christianity is supernatural. The new birth is supernatural. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is supernatural. You already are supernatural. It's not just when you come to church. You're that way all the time. But it's not when you feel it. Now, does that mean that we don't get emotional? Oh, yeah, we do. There are times when something happens in a service and we're like, you bet. Have y'all ever read the book by Kenneth Hagin, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits? Have you read that? You read the part in there where Kenneth E. Hagin pointed at someone in the audience and that person stepped out and danced in the Holy Ghost. Do y'all, did you read that? That was me. Now, I'll give you autographs after the service. I'll sign your book. I'm going to tell you something. Man, it, you can't describe that. I mean, I'm sitting there minding my own business, and I'm thinking, I'd like to do that. And Brother Hagin prophesied and said, there's a person sitting back up there, and you nastily said, we were in the preacher section. I will never sit in the preacher section again. They're the (laughs) stiffest people on the planet. And I got down, and I walked down in the middle of it, and you can't make it up. I wished I could. I'd do it for you. But your feet feel like they got on fire. You can't make it happen. 
And Lisa looked at me, she said, you look like a chicken with his head cut off. (laughs) It hit me. And I went back up and I asked the Lord, y'all ready? I said, why do you do that? He said, it will break poverty off you. I said, do it again. (laughs) Hey, there are things in in the supernatural that we have no explanation for them. Why do people fall down when you pray? I don't know. I'm not God. But if we call you up in church, don't leave the building because God will find you. Oh, yes. You want me to tell the story? Oh, yeah. Well, one service we had up here in the, at the end of the service, the Lord said to me, there is someone here who's out of fellowship with me, and I'm calling you back into fellowship with me. Come up here and be prayed for. No one raised their hand. No one wanted to be embarrassed. And so I, I said, Lord, no one's raised their hand. Well, you know what everybody's thinking? He missed God. So I said, Lord, nobody raised their hand. He said, say it again. I said, there's somebody in the building right now. The Lord's dealing with your heart. You come up here. The Lord's going to restore you. And he wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And, and nobody raised their hand. I said, okay, and I closed the service. Lisa looked at me and said, you need to stop at Winn-Dixie and pick up some groceries for me on the way home. She went home, started cooking, wanted me to go get some stuff out of the produce, some stuff for salads, and, and then I had to go get a card, a, a, a gift card, a, a birthday card for somebody. Well, I get to Winn-Dixie, and I walk to the produce, and a woman turns and goes, oh, my gosh, Pastor, you scared me. She said, I'm so sorry. But when you gave that call, it was me. Now, what does she think I'm going to do? She thinks she's safe because we're in Winn-Dixie. You're not safe because you're in Winn-Dixie. She said, that was me. I have not been right with God, and I just needed prayer this morning, and I've always wanted to be filled with the Spirit, and it was me, and I'm going to tell you, it was so embarrassing. I was afraid that you were going to pray for me, and I was going to fall out in the power, and I was going to lay on the floor up there, and I just didn't want to do that. And I went, really? I said, well, give me your hands. She goes, here? I said, well, we missed the carpet. I said, God, I told you God would find you. And so I grabbed her by the hands and got her back in fellowship with God. Got her filled with the Holy Ghost and laid hands on her and out she went. Nobody caught her. And when I walked out of the store, she was laying between the potatoes and the tomatoes, speaking in tongues. And I remember saying, we had carpet. You know, listen, if you're out of fellowship with God, this is a real good place to come. Unless you want want in Winn-Dixie, we can meet you in Winn-Dixie. 
care for Dan Catchers. Now, last service, the Lord told me to do one more thing, and I almost forgot. The Bible says don't grieve the Spirit of God. We do something also in this church that I want y'all to, to stop doing it. Don't applaud the Holy Ghost. Amen. When the kids are singing, applaud them. I don't mind applause. When something's good, you can applause, you can clap. I don't get that among But when God is moving, don't applaud him. You will grieve the Holy Ghost. It will lift. You don't realize that he's God and he is not up here. He's not putting on a show for you. When he comes, you are to revere him. Are you listening? Because he'll quit coming. He don't show up at everybody's church. I want it to get quiet. I want it to. I was in a church, and when I used to be in Tom Copeland's church, the Lord, I, was, I, I, I made the announcements. That's why for years I wouldn't let Josh make announcements because it was times that Tom never got the pulpit back. I made the announcements and everything. Josh has never done that. He's a good boy. But I was up there one day, and the Lord said, I want you to pray for the sick today. And the anointing came on me. And when it comes on you, it feels like a navy pea coat soaked in water. It's extremely heavy. You actually are getting your legs, and your legs are getting very weak underneath you. And uh, I said, well, the, the Lord wants me to pray for sick people. And people started talking to each other, being very disrespectful, just, just joking around, shooting the bull. The anointing's there for healing. And he left. And then he spoke inside me and said, now you tell him to repent. And I had to get up and rebuke the whole crowd for the way they disrespected the Holy Spirit. And then I said, let's pray. And people got out of their chairs and got down and started praying. He came back. Everybody in the building got healed that day. Now, I learned something about him. Now, he doesn't leave you, but the anointing may not stay. Are y'all hearing this? I'm saying all this to you today. None of this in my notes. We're entering into a very strong time of the move of God again. We're going to hold on to this one. That means that we're not going to jump and scream when he's not here. But when he comes, you guys do what you want to. If he's dealing with you, you obey God. And you yield to him. If he says, do, if he tells you to, 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 you know, to stand up and do it, you just obey God. If you miss it, we'll let you miss it. If you want practice, the well, prayer meeting tonight is a Holy Ghost meeting. We'll let you do anything you want to in that. People stand up here and speak in tongues and prophesy and preach and do all kinds of stuff. I just sit down and let them, let them go. Let you do it. But, but listen, you want God to show up in your church, there's going to be some reverence for him. Now, that's something, that's something that charismatics are missing. Now, there is a time to be quiet. There is a time to listen. There is a time to be reverent. And if we have a service where everything gets quiet, then it's fine. We didn't miss God. Are y'all listening? Because there's times that God is dealing with your heart. Like I think right now, he's talking to people. Some of y'all are going... Yeah, boy, wow, yeah. Now, he won't do this every Sunday. You can't take corrective sermons every week. 
That's not healthy. That means that when Mark gets here, oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> have y'all ever watched Mark Hankins? He's funnier than Jesse Duplantis. Now, now I'm going to tell you something. When Mark gets here, it'll, you, you may not want to come. It will, get, it, it will get wild in this place. And there will be people all over the floor. You'll think a bomb went off in this room. You, you know, but if you want to, sneak out. So I'm going to go over and find out what they do in that church. That's wild. But God does those things to you because there's times you need to just be full of joy. You just need to be full of peace and full of God. If we don't have moves of God, we will become, all Christianity is is a philosophy. If God never shows up, all you have is a philosophy. And you need him to show up. And when he does, you just turn it and let him go. Don't worry about what somebody else does over there. They act crazy. Just let them act crazy. Amen? Amen. How many of y'all are doing good? Well, listen. The Methodist will be getting out in exactly seven minutes. I mean exactly seven minutes. I got to pick on them a little bit. I just have to. That's all right. The Catholics will too. They may already been let out. Oh, y'all are done. You're out. You're gone. Okay. So I'm going to turn y'all loose if Lisa will let you. And you can get to the restaurants a few minutes before the Baptist. <laughs> Say, God is good. God is Say, they that, are led they that are led by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. are the sons, the sons of God. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to get up this morning and share the word of God. Sir, you live in us. You're big on the inside of us. You, you came and lived in us. And you said, Gee, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Father God, if I have my way, everybody in this room would develop a personal relationship with you to where they're, where they're used to hearing what you have to say, where you lead them and guide them and show them what to do when they're praying. But Father God, if perhaps they don't hear you or perhaps their faith is not hooking with you, I thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. I thank you for the ministry of healing. I thank you for prophets. I thank you for the moves of God that you have amongst us. And I thank you for the times that you show up. But sir, we've learned today that you're not necessarily in the wind or the rain or the fire. You're actually living inside. And so whether, whether you show up and whether we have a wild service or not, we know you said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. If we want a word, we know we have our Bible. And Father God, I ask you that as the people in this church would grow up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, that you would cause them to walk in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ, that their prayers would be answered and that every day of their life they'd have a testimony of what you're doing in their life. But Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence in our church. And we thank you for, we thank you for um, Commissioner Brian. And I'm asking you to give him favor now. I pray that, that when, when people go to the polls, that you would speak to their heart and say, it is time for a change, and it's time for a change that's good. And I pray, Father, for Alice, that everywhere she goes, that people would see her. They would say, I don't know what it is about that girl, but I like her. 
they would see the fact that she has a heart for the community and that we need her sitting in that seat. And I'm asking you to give her favor. And Father God, we thank you for every person sitting in this room right now. If people came in that don't know you or that came in not in fellowship with you, they would get it right today. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.